One more time. First John chapter five, 10 through 13. And this reads. He that believeth on the son of God. Have the witness in himself. He that believed not. God have made him a liar. Because he believeth not the record that God gave of his son. And this is the record. That God have given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He that have the son have life. And he that have not the son of God have not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. That you may know that you have eternal life. And that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Amen? Amen. 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 One, more, one, more, one more time. I, want, I just want to read 13 one more time. Even though our text is going to come out of verse 12. These things have I written unto you that you may believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Father God, we want to know we have life here. And this life is fleeing. Matter of fact, this life is almost over. I don't care how old you are in here. But eternal life is forever and ever and ever. And Father God, I, I just believe. Someone asked me this week, what is your gift? What, what has God blessed you with? I believe the gift of preaching eternal life to God's people. Because your word said that we need to know that we have it. So we say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Ariana, how you doing? <laughs> Ella, how you doing? How about that? Those are the girls. Got all the kids here today. Feel something in the water. He that believeth on the Son of God have the witness in himself. How about that? Let me, let me, let me just in review because we're going to look at verse number 12 today. But watch what it says. He that believeth on the Son of God have the witness in himself. That witness is the Spirit of God. That witness is, is, is constantly reminding you that who you are in Christ. Constantly. That's what the witness do. A witness testifies about what is going on. And if that witness is in you, and that witness is the Spirit of God, that witness is constantly saying, God loves you. God keeps you. God wants to give you strength. God wants to show you his love and his mercy and his grace. God wants you to love folks. God wants you to be kind and gentle. That's the witness. That's the witness that's in the believer. Now, there's another witness that can be in a believer. Okay? And he ain't telling you to love anybody. Matter of fact, that witness says in John 10 10, that witness is, his, his word is kill, steal, uh -oh. and destroy. 
Amen. 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 Well, we're not talking about him today. I'm not talking about Slewfoot today. I'm not talking about him today. I want to talk about this God. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about life in his son. Watch what it says. He that believeth not God have made him a liar. How about that? He that believeth not God have made God a liar. Basically saying God's word is a book of lies. Says the unbeliever. He that believeth not have not have have he that believeth not God have made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of his son. We're gonna talk about the record just for a second. Just for a second. And this is the record. Straight down the text. That God had given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Let me, let, me, let me tell you something about this life that's in his son, how it connects with eternal life, okay? Jesus was born of a virgin. Jesus lived a sinless life. Jesus was crucified on Calvary's cross. Jesus was buried in a borrowed tomb. Mm-hmm. Amen. Jesus rose on the third day. And when he rose, the rising and the resurrection is significant because it signifies that we will also rise. And we will also rise to eternal life. And if Christ had not rose, Paul said we would be all men and women most miserable. Matter of fact, if Christ had not rose, we'd be in here today. Wasting our time. Wasting our time. Verse number 12. He that have the son. Have life. How about that? And he that have not the son. Have not life. This is not a hard subject. Okay. Jesus said it like this. This is life eternal. John 17 3. That they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. What did he send them for? He sent them to die. He sent them to die. Not only to die, but he sent them to die for our sins. Not only did he send them to die for our sins, he sent them to die for our sins that we would not die in our sins. He sent them to die for our sins to be buried and to rise again. The greatest day in the history of the world was the day that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Is that your testimony? Remember last week we talked about Martha. We talked about Martha. You know, some of you may remember Martha. Martha was always busy. But she wasn't always busy to the point where she didn't understand who Jesus was. See, see life will have us busy. I'm busy. Most of us in here are busy, okay? But you don't want to get too busy where you don't understand what Jesus came to do, okay? So Martha, and this is just in review for last week, Martha was frustrated. Her brother had died. Jesus waited four days so that he would really be dead and Jewish and Jewish thought 
And he showed up on the fourth day and Martha came to Jesus. Now, Martha came to Jesus, this is in John eleven twenty one, and said unto Jesus, Jesus, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. Some of us has lost loved ones. We, some of us may have lost sisters and brothers and, and we understand the pain of that. She was troubled up to, as to why Jesus didn't come. And, he, and she says this, she says, but I know that even now, whatsoever thou will ask of God, God will give thee. She knew something about Jesus. And Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again because he loved Jesus and he truly was a man of God and he was going to rise again. Just like all of us in here who love the Lord, who believe the record that God has sent about his son, we're going to rise again. Okay? And Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise. And Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believeth in me, though he were dead, he shall live. Now here's her testimony coming up. And I don't want you to miss it because yours has to match it. If you plan on being in heaven one day, you have to have this testimony of Martha. Maybe you write it down, John 11, and then study it over and over and over because you got to get there. And, 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 and verse 26 says, And whosoever liveth and believeth. See, you, you can't accept Jesus Christ after you die. Okay? Ain't nothing happening in the tomb. Okay? So you got you to you accept Jesus Christ Right now, I, I, there's a verse in the Bible, I think it's in Hebrews, that today, if you hear my voice, harden out your heart, harden out your heart. And, 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 and I know there's folks hearing my voice, not only on Facebook, but on Sermon Audio, maybe in here. You've got to get saved before you die. Okay? It's important. And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life, and he that believeth on me, though he were dead, he shall live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. How about that? Somebody said, well, blessed are the short shall never die. And then he asks Martha this huge question, and he asks us this question. He asked me this question. Believest thou this? Now here's our answer. It's got to be yours. It's got to be yours, Deacon Jeremy. Amen. Okay? No beating around the bush. You can get up here and pray and preach and hop around, and, and, and you, but you, gotta, you still got to get back to this. That's right. And she said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. That's great testimony. Amen. And that's a great testimony. Okay? What had to happen to Martha? Because Martha wasn't born believing like that. Matter of fact, Martha could have been easily born into Judaism, which was normal for that culture. Okay? Believing in Judaism means believing in, in God, but no Jesus. So something had to change. And every one of us in here that, that know the Lord, and we, and we, we had to change. Some of us are still changing. Some of us are still changing. 
Okay? Paul, Paul talking to the Thessalonian church, he showed up, and these, these folks, they was into everything. They was into everything. Okay? The Thessalonian believers was into everything. And when Paul showed up, Paul says in, in verse 5 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, he says, and, and they showed up not in just word only, but in power. Okay? In verse 9, it says, For they themselves show us what manner of entering in we had unto them. They, they received Jesus Christ. They received his word. And, and the Bible says they turned to God. They turned to God. Everybody that's going to heaven. Everybody that would say, I'm saved. I'm a child of God. I believe in God. There's no believing in God without turning. There's no believing in God without repentance. They had to turn from idols to serve the true and living God. Question is, have you turned? Are you turning? Do you want to turn? Think about that. Think about that. Because turning, turning is costly. Amen. See, some people say, hey, anybody can be a Christian. You know, don't believe everybody. Okay? The church, is, the church is flooded with false preachers, Amen. false Christians, Amen. carnal Christians, unbelievers that believe. Hey, listen, let me tell you. Let me, let me give you a word. Acts 19, verse 14. Watch this. I just want to tell you, it, it costs something to be a Christian. It costs something to, to go to heaven. It ain't a free ride. Amen. Some folks like to teach. It's like a free ride. It's like a joy ride. You just get in the car and take all your stuff and just go. You're on your way to heaven. Okay? Like the Beverly Hillbillies back in the day. Oh, we were, we're on our way to heaven. You know? Okay? And it says in, in, in Acts 19, 14, it says, And there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jew, and the chief of the priests which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, who are ye? These folks were parading around like they was Christians, like they were in the same level as Paul and of Jesus. And the evil spirit recognized, recognized them. Let me tell you something. Evil spirits sometimes have more discernment than church folk. Amen. Evil spirits know where you should be. Evil spirits know what you should be doing. Evil spirits know what should be fun to you. They know when you're wrong. And, and a lot of evil spirits will tell you. Amen. Okay? You walk in, if I was to walk in something, say I walked in a bar, and somebody recognized me and knew I was a pastor, you know what they would say? What you doing here? Ain't you supposed to be at church? Ain't you, especially if it's a Saturday night. <laughs> Ain't you supposed to be at home studying? See, that's how evil spirits know. They know. Listen, I, I want to get to verse 19 because this is interesting. And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them and wounded them. And this was known all of all the Jews and the Greeks dwelling in Ephesus and fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord was magnified and many believed and confessed Watch this, third thing. And showed their deeds. I'm going to talk to us today about, you know, what it looked like. Because I want you to know if you're a child of God, and I want you to know what a child of God is made of. Because many believed and came, okay? 
They came, they believed, and they came and confessed. See, what, what did they confess? See, ask yourself questions when you study the Bible, when you hear a preacher preaching. Ask yourself questions. What did they confess? They confessed that they were sinners in need of a Savior. The Bible said they confessed and they showed their deeds. What did they show? They walked away from some stuff. They realized that if I'm going to get to heaven, if I'm going to be saved, it's going to cost me something. It's going to cost me some money. It's going to cost me some relationships. It's going to cost me some stuff. Okay? See, some of us got some stuff. That we know if we truly came to the Lord, we would have to give this up. Amen. Okay? It ain't going to cost me something. I, I, this collection might have to go. Okay? Watch what these folks did to prove. See, we don't, we don't like to be proved. We want to say we're a Christian and somebody say, prove it. And then we don't, who, we, who are you to judge? You can't judge me. See, we're quick to say that, as, even as Christians. See, David, David when, David, when David got saved and after he was delivered and, and got himself together, David said, try me, test me, prove me. Mm. He had no questions. When Jesus went to Zacchaeus' house, he said, Zacchaeus, I may come to your house tonight. And Zacchaeus, it's all yours. And when Jesus' spirit came over Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus started getting rid of stuff, getting rid of stuff, paying people back. Hey, look, I can't do this no more. I can't do this no more if I'm going to heaven. Watch what these folks did. And many of them also which used curious arts and brought their books together and burned them before all the men. And they counted the price of them, 50000 They burned some stuff up. They had nothing to do with it no more. Okay? They put it in storage. <laughs> See, some of us, we can say we put it in storage. We, we know we might go back. Let's put it in storage. I put my alcohol collection in storage. I put all my, you know, good stuff. I can't just throw this away because I might, this might not be real. Then I got rid of all this liquor. All right. Paul writing one great verse. Because I want, before I want to talk about being in Christ, you get something. You get something. Sorry, God, sort of we talked about this morning in Sunday school. Watch what you get. Watch what you get when you're in Christ. Think about this. And, and, and all of us need it. See, I can't get enough. But Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 1, 30. He says, but of him are ye in Christ. Okay? But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us. Here we go. We get four things. Four things that we all need. Wisdom. Righteousness. Sanctification. And redemption. How about that? How many of us in here need some wisdom? Amen. How many of us in here need some wisdom? We got stuff going on. It don't got to be bad stuff. See, we automatically assume it's got to be bad stuff. Sometimes we need wisdom to deal with good stuff. Sometimes we need wisdom to deal with how good God has been to us. Amen. Okay? So we need wisdom. And God is our source of wisdom. Amen. Okay? We need righteousness because the Bible says without righteousness, no man shall see the Lord. So, so we need righteousness and righteousness is found in him. Amen. Okay? In him. We need sanctification. We need a purifying walk. We need a holy walk. We need to be getting better and better and better day by day as being Christians. Amen. 
Amen. Okay? You, you're not idle. You're either growing or you're going backwards. You're either going up or you're going down. You're not just in a holding pattern like a plane over an airport. You either heading to heaven or you're heading to hell. You're not, you're not in the middle. You're not right now. I'm just, I'm just indecisive. No, no, no. Right now you are hellbound. Okay? You either going up or you're going down. There's no right now I'm just working this thing out. I'm just working this thing. I got some things I gotta work out and then I'm gonna get myself together. No, 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 no. 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 So you get wisdom, you get righteousness, you get sanctification, and then you get redemption. That's a good one. We get redemption. What is redemption? How about that? We get, we get our personal atonement. Our personal atonement. God is coming to our life and personally forgiving us of our sin. He died for us. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't need a calf or a turtle dove. We, we got God did it. Came into our world personally. See, so, see, some of us believe everybody here can save at the same time. No, no, no. Everybody in here gets saved. If you save, you got saved individually. You have a personal relationship with God. Okay? You didn't get saved with me. Nobody in here got saved the same day I got saved. Okay? Nobody was sitting next to me. When I got saved, it jumped on them. Okay? I got saved. And God delivered me and, and changed my mind. Changed my heart, changed my soul, changed my direction. He personally pardoned me. It's like I was in a prison. I was in a prison. I was locked up. I had, I had a ball and chain on my leg. The world had me bound, and God came into my life and pardoned me. Amen. He did it. Delivered me from sin. He did it. Delivered me from enemies and rescued me. How about this one? From the grave I was in. Yeah, I talk to folks. I talk to folks. I listen to them. And I listen to them. I'm like, you in the grave. You need a shovel. You need a Holy Ghost shovel. Okay? Because you in the grave. Your thoughts are in the grave. Your actions are in the grave. What, you know, all, 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 everything about you is graveyard stuff. You're just dead. Conversation is dead. No life in it. You ever think about it? You walk into a room. You walk into a room, all your friends, all your loved ones, all your friends in the room get darker. Nobody looks at you and even thinks that you are a man of God. It don't even cross another person's mind that you may be a man of God or a woman of God. That is crazy scary. You know, nobody, nobody changes their conversation. Nothing happens when you walk in a room. It, it may get worse. That's spooky. And I ain't saying that because it's Halloween. I don't worry about that kind of stuff. And that's just spooky. That's just spooky. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about being in Christ. Maybe Claire watched it on Facebook. This is her verse. I love it, too. And I think some of you, most of y'all know where I'm going with this. But talk about being in Christ, because, see, when you're in Christ, it's more than just words. Amen. Okay, watch this. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, therefore, if any woman be in Christ, she or she is a new creature. All things have what? Passed away. Behold. All things have 
become new. Now, I read it slow so you can get each piece of it. Because, see, this new creature, this first thing this person is, is a new creature. How about that? Now, there's only one way anybody can become a new creature. And that means something that God has to do. Amen. God has to has to give you the faith to transform your thought process, give you the strength to repent and walk away from your former life. You cannot do that on your own strength. You won't even have the desire to. So you sit here and say, you know what? I want to be a new creature. But you need to drop down on your knees when you in your private time and say, God, I want to be a new creature. I want to be a new creature. I want old things to pass away. Some of us got some stuff, you know. You ever, I, I have never, some of you may have, I hear stories of people passing kidney stones. Okay, I, I have never had to pass a kidney stone, and, and, but I've known people and they say nothing's, nothing as painful. Okay, but nothing feels as good after you pass that stone. Okay, so when you say old things have passed away, some stuff we need to pass away. Okay, and then, I like this word, behold, imagine, imagine, you got a loved one, they're in, they in prison, they're in prison, they, doing, they got a life sentence, and then you hear a, a knock on the door, okay, and you go to the door and you see that loved one that you miss so much, and you just give them a big old hug and say, how did you get out? How about that? You say, I was pardoned. I was pardoned. All right, let me let me let me share this with you. When I was lost, sinking in sin, doing whatever I wanted to do, and none of it was good, going through an ugly divorce, trying to leave my wonderful wife who loved me to death. And I sat in that church and went to this funeral and that man preached the gospel of Jesus Christ to me and, and, and I was saved. I was delivered and, 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 I, and I showed up. I say, you know what? I'm a new person. I say, Cindy, I'm a new man. Old things have passed away. I'm a new creature. Amen. Prove it. That's right. Talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. A whole, whole lot of folks stay in abusive relationships because talk is cheap. I'm a different person. Okay? Until I get angry again. Until I get drunk again. Until I get high again. Now I say, Cindy, all things have become new. I didn't know this verse at the time. All things have become new. I'm sanctified. How about that? How about that? No, that I mean, I went to the sanctified church. All the churches are sanctified. Y'all went to sanctified church now. Okay. Meaning I'm getting better and I'm going to be better and I'm going to be better next year than I am this year. And, 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 and in five years, I'm going to be real good because I'm being sanctified. I got a new attitude. I got a new hope. I got a new love for God. Amen. Hmm. Hmm. Let me give you some of these characteristics of the, of the child of God or being in Christ. How about that? 
First thing, first thing, a person that's in Christ, they gotta be, they gotta be begotten of God. You, 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 you just can't get in Christ on your own. You just can't say, you know what? I want to get in Christ. Because next week you might want to be out of Christ. You can't be in and out. You got to, something supernatural has to happen. Here, here we go. Here we go. John 1.13. Watch how John writes. He says, which were born. Talking about this new creature. Begotten of God. Not of blood. Not of the will of the flesh. See, some people get in a car accident. I, you know, who was with me? Me and Deacon, Deacon Jeremy went to the hospital. We went to the hospital one day. We were just visiting people. And I seen this lady that knew me, and she said, Oh, I'm so glad to see you, Reverend. My daughter's in the hospital. Her boyfriend shot her 15 times, and she survived. He shot her 15 times, and she survived. You remember this, Jeremy? When we saw you, she said, would you go up and see her and pray with her? Sure, we would love to. I'd love to see somebody been shot 15 times. <laughs> I can't miss that. You think I won't? So I go up here and see this woman shot 15 times. Bullet holes are everywhere. And, she, and I pray with her. She said, well, you know, when I get out of this hospital, I'm, a, I'm coming to visit y'all's church. And I'm coming. I'm coming. To, I'm going to give my life to the Lord. I ain't never seen her no more. I know she didn't die. Amen. Okay? Let me, let me keep going. Let me keep going. So I got a bunch of these. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to get out of here. Right to sonship. You have a right to sonship. God has given you to grace. If you saved in here, let me tell you, there's only one way you were saved. There was, there's only one way you were saved. And the Bible says, by grace. By grace. And, 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 and the text says, but as many as received him, 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 to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. Let me tell you something. There's nothing, there's nothing like or there's nowhere to be found a powerless son of God. Okay? Let me give you an illustration. Everybody hearing about Hunter Biden. Everybody hear about Hunter Biden. Now, I'm not political. I'm not talking politics from the pulpit. I'm just talking about an illustration. Okay? He has the most powerful father in the world. His father's the president. Our father is God. Y'all see the connection? Okay? We can go to God for anything as his sons. Hunter Biden can go to Dollar General and buy a $5 picture and sell it for 500000 Now, my connection is this. We have the same rights as the sons of God. Amen. We can ask God whatever we want. He'll do it. Amen. Somebody say, what a, mighty, what a mighty God we serve. God has been mighty in our lives. God has been mighty in our lives. Let me keep going. Here's another one. We have the spirit of God. No man, no man, no man is saved without the spirit of God. See, I think, I think this is so overlooked. People, people coming to the Lord, they get saved, they get saved to become Christian. They don't have the spirit of God. See, see, you have to have the spirit of God living in you. Okay. And, and this is what will keep you connected to the people of God and to the church, and to the Bible, because the Bible says the spirit bear witness with our spirit. 
that we are the children of God, the very fact that you love the things of God, you love the word of God, you love to pray, you love to sing, you love the people of God, you love the church, that's, that's all a testimony that you are a child of God. You are a child of God. You are a child of God. Just a couple more. Just a couple more. How about this one? You an heir. You might know what an heir is. That means that mean when your loved one passes away, if they got some money, and, and, and most of us in here who, who have worked different places and we got some money, you know, and we've invested in whatever, we got to put down who we want this money to go to if something happened to us, okay? God says when we die, we're going to be joint heirs. That's, that's some interesting stuff. He didn't say we was going to be heirs because under Jewish law, under Jewish law, the older son would get double. But God and, and Jesus Christ said, no, no, you're going to get just what I get. How about that? How about that? How about what Jesus says? And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. How about that? See, see, these are some of the things that that, that we should look forward to. We're going to be joint heirs with Christ. How about that? Christ, when we get to heaven, Christ will look at us just like, just like his real brothers, real sisters. Amen. How about that? How about that? Well, well, here's a fascinating one. If I say, well, that probably should have been one. Somebody say, that, probably, that should have been on top of your list. See, see, the trait of being a child of God, the trait of being a son of God, one of the great characteristics of being a child of God is how you love. How you love, okay? How you love, okay? Paul, Paul writing about this subject, and, and he commands us to walk a certain way. He says, be therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love. That's not a suggestion, See, see, the Bible is not a book of suggestions. That's a real command there. He says, walk in love as Christ also have loved us. So you have to ask yourself, how's your love, how's your love game? Okay. I, I don't know if Barry White was a Christian or not, but he had a good love game, you know. <laughs> he had a good love. Barry White had a good love game. All right. You know, download some of his stuff. He just, I, I don't know, just, this dude, where did this dude get this stuff? He had to get it from the Bible. You know, you can't love like that normally. You can't even sing like that. He sang it good. But he says, he says, walk in love. As Christ also loved us. Watch, watch this. And have given himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God for what? A sweet smelling Savior. Think about that. Okay. What you offer to God is how you love people. What you offer to God is how you love. And, and, and your love that you offer should be sweet to God. Amen. It should be sweet to God. How you love your children, how you love your wife, how you love your parents. It ought to be sweet to God. When you say, God, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm loving folks. Amen. Okay? It ought to be sweet. God ought to say, I, I, I smell you. I smell you. I smell your love. How about this one? Here's where we get interesting. <laughs> Blameless. The son of God, the child of God, the, the, the man or woman of God that's in Christ ought to be 
blameless. What are you talking about, pastor? Nobody's blameless. I didn't, I didn't say anybody was blameless. I said you should be blameless. In, in, a, in a biblical sense, it means nobody should be able to walk in this church and say, you ain't no good in calling yourself a Christian and being able to support it with evidence. Because you're going to be charged with something. You're going to be lied on, talked about, all that kind of stuff. But it ought not stick. Amen. Okay? Nobody should walk in here. No woman should walk in here. And this is happening in Youngstown. This is happening in churches. A woman walk in here. Oh, you the pastor. I, I, I'm his side chick. Oh. <laughs> it didn't happen. Folks that walked into churches and shot pastors for messing with their wives. Okay? So, so, so I say that and I use some pushy, pushy illustrations, but it's just the truth. And y'all know how I am. I just like to keep it 100. Okay? That, the, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke. Without rebuke. I'm in Philippians 2.15. Without rebuke. In the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as light. Think about it. Think about it. Dark as this world is, as dark as this world is right now, okay? As dark as this world is right now, listen, we ought to shine like lights. We ought to brighten up every room we go in. Every room. Every room. Every room. I see you keep turning turning pages. I got, yeah. Amen. I, 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 Okay, here we go. Holiness. Do we even talk about holiness anymore? Have we gotten away from talking about holiness? No, why we don't talk about holiness? Because we want everything, everybody welcome. I, you know what drives me nuts? Here's what drives me nuts. When I ride by a church and the sign on the door says, everybody welcome. That drives me nuts. Because everybody not welcome. I mean, they welcome to visit. Don't get me wrong. You can come in and visit, but it's not going to change the message. Okay, but you come into a church and everybody welcome and, 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 and you coming in and you foul and disgusting and you bringing in all this stuff. And, and, and the pastor say, well, stay as you are. You, as long as you come, I'm happy. You know, we just we, no, 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 no. We got we got to preach the word. And, and, and a lot of folks don't want to talk about holiness because they don't want to offend people. Listen, I was offended I was offended. That preacher, that preacher had no right to get in my business and tell me I wasn't no good and talk about me like he did. I had it. He, he, was, he was wrong. But it was great. Amen. And I tell people this. Every, every born-again believer was offended by the word of God. It's an offensive word. Okay. Let me give you some scripture. Paul, Paul writing to the Ephesians in Ephesians chapter five, he says this. He says, for ye sometimes darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a way. There's a way that we should walk as children of God. Somebody might say, well, I don't, I don't know how to walk as a child of God. I haven't, I haven't 
receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. What's my point? Faith come how? Open up the scriptures. Open up the scriptures and dig and find God and ask God, you know, God, I need help. Every lost soul needs help. Every saved soul needs help. We all need help. And our help coming from the Lord. It's not easy to be obedient. So you say, well, it ain't easy to be a Christian. Nobody said it was. It's, 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 it's really impossible to be a Christian without the power of God. Jesus, our great example. He's our great example. Somebody said, well, you know what? It's hard to be obedient. I, I had these conversations with some of y'all. I had these conversations with, with Columbus, and, and I know all of us in here that meet all the time. We all struggle. None of us got it all together. I don't think, I hope y'all not looking up here and say, he preaching like he got it all together. I'm preaching like I'm a hot mess. Amen. Okay? I got just as many issues as anybody in here. But God ain't called me to preach my issues. He ain't called me to preach my life. He said, preach the gospel. Amen. Okay? Amen. Somebody say, I'm just a, a nobody trying to tell somebody about a God that can save everybody. Okay, so so Peter talking to believers who were struggling, and I believe all, I believe there's some believers in here, and I, there's there's some believers in here that're struggling. And Peter Peter had this to say: they were struggling, they were being used as 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 decoration for Nero's party. They were being they were being taken to the Colosseum and 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 being told to fight the lions, which was a losing cause. Only because they didn't deny Jesus Christ. So Peter, you would think he'd say, well, just, you know, just like we do today. Just, just do what the doctors say. Just do what everybody say. Just do what the politicians say. Just do whatever they tell you to do. Peter didn't tell him that. Peter didn't tell him that. Here's what Peter told him in 1 Peter 1.13. This, this is worth knowing. Because this is where we at. Because you know what? I don't care how many shots you take. You can take, you can take three, four, five. You can take all the shots. Okay? Let me tell you something. You need to take this shot. You need to take the shot of the Holy Ghost. Okay? Not that you shouldn't take the other ones, but it, it don't matter because they're going to wear off. Okay? They may not wear off in six months. They may not wear off. And you may live to be 90, but they're going to wear off. And one day, you're going to have to stand before the Lord. Okay? And, and them shots ain't going to mean nothing. Only one shot going to mean anything, and that's the shot of the Holy Spirit. And they're going to say, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And you have to answer. And it ain't going to be like answering to me. Okay? You're going to be answering to a God that know everything. And you'll be like the man we said, talked about on Wednesday night, went to the wedding, he had on the wrong garment. He had on the wrong garment, and the, and the, and the, and the, and the, and the king saw him and said, how you get in here? With the wrong garment on. He said bind him. And cast him. Into outer darkness. And you know what the man said? Nothing. He was speechless. And I'm not going to be speechless. I say yeah I know Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. 
I wasn't perfect, but I did the, I, I served him and I worshiped him and I praised him. And Peter says this, let me keep going. I get, I get this off. 1 Peter 1.13, watch what he says. He says, gird up the loins of your mind. I'm saying Sidney and I had these conversations all the time. Folks going through, folks going through. Oh, they, they was abused when they was little. They, they was abused when they was little. And they was, you know, racism and, and racism and abuse. And let me tell you something. Gird up your mind. Gird up your mind. Matter of fact, gird up the loins of your minds. Be sober, meaning not don't drink. Get serious. Get serious and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And if you live in this life and you getting ready to meet the Lord, all that you meet outside of that will be easy pickings. If your mind is set on meeting Jesus Christ in, in his throne room, all this little stuff, white supremacy here, racism here, critical race there, all that stuff, let me tell you something, ain't going to mean a hill of beans. If you're right with the Lord, you're going to be all right. Amen. You're going to be all right because you're going to get through some stuff. Jesus, let me tell you something, and I'm going to close Jesus had to go through something. Here's, here's, our, here's, our, here's our master. Here's our Lord. Here's our king. And look at Hebrews 12 too. And it says, look it unto Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. Watch this. For, who, for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Yes. Despising the shame. Mm-hmm. And is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. How about that? How about that? See, here's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords going through. He's going through. Let me let me close with this. Let me close with this. Here, here's Paul. Here's Paul. Here somewhere. Talking to the saints. Okay, he's talking to the saints of God. I still haven't found it. Y'all see me talking and flipping pages. He's talking to the saints of God, and he salutes them. He salutes them. Okay, and I salute some of y'all. Y'all, y'all know who y'all are in here. Y'all been faithful. Okay, y'all been faithful. Some of us have had COVID, and and and, and we still understood how important it was to keep the church doors open. We weren't we weren't doing no parking lot stuff. Amen. Okay, we understood the power of God. We understood it's God's church, and God ain't hadn't told us to shut it down. We got ourselves better, and we came back. Amen. Okay, and 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 Paul saluted people, and I'm going to read Romans 16. Now take a time to read Romans 16 because Paul is is about to die. He's leaving Rome, but he had some folks he needed to salute. Amen. And he put down a list, and I want to just salute y'all. y'all put y'all. Y'all could be whoever y'all want to be in this list. I'm not gonna start naming names because I missed one. Somebody gonna say something to me later on, okay? But Paul in Romans sixteen six. Now I'm gonna read these names fast because some of them are really out there, okay? I could have Columbus come up here and read them for me, but I'm not gonna do that. He says, "Salute Anadrosnisi and Junia, my kinsmen and my fellow prisoners." How about that? Who are of note among the apostles who also were in Christ. 
before me. Greet Amphilius, my beloved in the Lord. Salute our bane, our helper in Christ. And Stacy, my beloved. Salute Apelles, approved in Christ. Salute them which are of Aristobulus' household. Salute Herodian, my kinsman. Greet them that are in the household of Narcissus. Which are in the Lord. Salute Tryphena and Tryphosis who labor in the Lord. Salute the beloved Parish who labored much in the Lord. Salute Rufus, chosen of the Lord, and his mother and mine. Salute A. Cycretus, Philiga, Hermes, Petrobus, Harmus, and the brother which are in them. Salute. Philo Lagus and Junia and Nerus, his sister in Olympus, and all the saints which are with them. Salute one another with an holy kiss. The church of Christ salutes you. I just sit here and think about stuff and, and, and think about you guys and think about preaching and putting messages together. It's just an honor. It's just an honor. To serve God and to praise God and to worship God with you. Let's have a word of prayer. Precious Lord, thank you. Thank you for this day, Father God. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for the power of God. Thank you for Jesus Christ dying for our sin and giving us this record. That God have given to us, believers, eternal life. Father God, let us live like we're going to live forever. And we thank you. We honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless.